Hello and happy Thursday. Thank you for listening to the Daily Rejoicing Podcast. We are in Psalm 18 today, Psalm chapter number 18. And yesterday we read Psalm 18 in its entirety and saw how David is praising God. We considered the longer length of the psalm, which is 50 verses, and asked ourselves if our praise at least matches or even exceeds our crying out in prayer, asking for things. And we ought to pray about everything when we're in trouble, distress, when we're confused, when we need something. But we should also praise God, brag on him, thank him, speak highly of him. We ought to praise because God is worthy of praise. We ought to praise because God loves to hear it. We ought to praise because we are commanded to praise. Do you praise God? And today we'll look at the first two verses of the chapter. The Bible says, I will love thee, O Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my strength in whom I will trust my buckler, and the horn of my salvation, and my high tower. David said, I will love thee, O Lord. I will love thee, O Lord. David's love for God was overflowing. He decided he would love God. He said, I will love thee. Love is always expressed. Here, David is expressing that through praise and through words. This love is affectionate, as a child would have for his mother or a wife would have for her husband. He said, I will love thee, O Lord. He said, I will love thee, O Lord, my strength. Now, the Lord is the Lord. God is God. You're never going to change who God is. But I can ask you, who is God to you? Again, not a relative view of God. But have you experienced the true God, who God is, for all he is and what he has to offer to mankind at this time? So, you know, uh, it's not as as though we would sit in, in a circle and read the Bible and say, what does this verse mean to you? As in, we're having a different meaning from the person beside us. No, it means what it means. But do you really understand it? Is it helping you the way that it ought to? The person today who receives Jesus Christ by faith and enters into a relationship with God the Father and then walks with God by reading his word consistently and obeying it, praying, living for God, staying faithful, that person, while of course not changing who God is, discovers and encounters a God who is personal. David said, I will love thee, O Lord, my strength. My strength. Notice this. If you include this occurrence of the word my, you'll count that little word my nine times in this verse and the next. I'll read it again, and this time I'll emphasize the word my. So Psalm 18, verse 1, I will love thee, O Lord, my strength. Verse 2, the Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer my God, my strength, in whom I will trust, my buckler and the horn of my salvation and my high tower. That's nine times. And the person who gets to know God in a real and personal way 
praises God. When you recognize God moving and working and you're discovering and obeying the truths contained in his word, the Bible, you'll praise him. It seems like when someone studies the Bible and learns about God, they admire him, perhaps worship him, and that's very important. You should do that every day. But then when someone sees God perform in their own life and answer their prayers, they praise God. Someone said, worship is silent, praise is loud. Worship is God loves the world, sent his son to die for sin. Christ is the savior of the world. That's worship. Well, let's worship. Praise is God loved me and sent his son, Jesus Christ, to die for me. And I got saved. Jesus is my savior. That's praise. And David praised God. He said, I will love thee, O Lord, my strength. Let's see those nine occurrences of the word my. What was God to David? He said, God is my strength. The Lord is my strength. David had won many battles, but he acknowledges that it was not his own strength. The Lord was his strength. David then goes ahead and praises God for his protection. Verse 2, the Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer. Think about those words, my rock, my fortress, my deliverer. Fortress is where you run to for safety, deliverer who uh, gets you out of danger. David had fought many battles, but we never read of him being even wounded. Unbelievable. How did you do that, David? David, did you learn some cool moves from the mighty men to dodge the arrows and the spears? He would say, no, 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 no. It was the Lord. The Lord is my strength. The Lord is my rock. The Lord is my fortress. The Lord is my deliverer. He continues, he says, my God, God, meaning the strong almighty one. He says again, my strength in whom I will trust. You can trust the Lord. Now, you can trust the Lord by faith. It's always by faith. And it begins when you study his word and you figure out who God is and you understand that he can be trusted and obeyed and you obey him. It's always by faith. If it's not by faith, it's not very good obedience, but it's by faith. But then as you see God bless you and take care of you, When you stepped out in faith, faith not knowing for sure concretely the outcome, but trusting the one who did control the outcome, and that would be the Lord, and you obey him by faith and you see it all work out, well, then your faith grows. You you don't have any knowledge of the future necessarily, but you trust the one who does. And so as your faith grows, you can trust him for more. And as you trust him for more and you see God work, you trust him for even more more. And David said, he's my God. He's my strength in whom I will trust. He can be trusted, ladies and gentlemen. Then he says, my buckler. Now, buckler is a shield. And David looked back on his life and saw how God had blunted the blows of the enemy. He had kept David safe against all odds. He continues, and the horn of my salvation. 
the horn symbolizes power. This is a prophetic reference to Christ. In fact, in Luke 1.69, Jesus is called the horn of salvation. He continues in verse 2, And my high tower, he's my high tower. A high tower was a stronghold too high for enemies to attack. And an attitude of praise is an indication of where someone is spiritually. It shows spiritual maturity to have a consistent attitude of praise as you go through life. For example, a child doesn't thank his parents for everything they do for him while he is little. Not because he's a bad child, but because he is immature. He doesn't remember to say thank you every time. He doesn't realize the sacrifices being made for him, how much things cost, what the parents may be giving up for him. He doesn't understand how valuable to him his parents' love for each other is. He doesn't understand how important it is that they're faithful in church, that his daddy reads the Bible, that his mommy is patient with him. But as he grows up and as he learns and gets married and has children and begins to understand some things a little better, he probably praises his parents much more as time goes on. And what changed? It was his own maturity his own understanding. And the better you understand God and grow closer to God and his word and see him work in your life as you trust him and obey him by faith, the more you'll praise him. May I ask you, just me and you, okay, how is your praise? If it doesn't come very easily, here are a couple of diagnostic questions to help you. First, are you saved? There's no greater reason to praise God than when he becomes your savior. If you're not sure you're going to heaven, know that God, the father sent his son, Jesus Christ, God in the flesh to die for our sins on the cross, to be buried and rise again. Know that Christ's sacrifice atones for our sins forever because his blood was sinless. We know that eternal life has been made available to all and is received only by faith. It is paid for by grace. It's never earned. And it is accessed by faith. And if you're not saved today, if you have not received the gift of eternal life through Jesus Christ, do that right now. Ask the Lord to save you. You lay aside your trust and your reliance on anything else, your good works, Lord says, we're not saved by works. No, only, only by grace. Your good works, your, your heritage, who your parents were. If you happen to somehow be a church member, uh, if you've been baptized or, or whatever, it's none of that. It's no works. It's only faith. And when you put your faith in Jesus Christ, his death, burial, and resurrection alone, then that act of regeneration instantaneously right then makes you a child of God forever. You get born again. And if you're not saved, excuse me, if you're, if you're not praising, uh, then there's a, a possibility that you may have never been saved. If you've never had a time in your life when you're really praising God, 
So if you don't praise the Lord, receive Christ and be saved today. But perhaps you are saved and you still find your praise lacking. Well, since it's just me and you, I thank you for your honesty, okay? My suggestion is this. If you're kind of a sourpuss and uh, you're not really a, a praising type person, you don't have a lot to praise God about, get in the Bible, find out what God says, and then obey Him by faith. See God work in your life, and then you'll surely praise. You've got to get in the Bible. God left us one manual, one letter, one set of instructions, the Bible. And then you've got to obey. You know, your spiritual growth halts when God reveals something to you from his word and you say, no. That quenches the Holy Spirit of God working in your heart. You've hit a wall. But when you have received the Lord for salvation and you're walking with him, praise ought to be on your lips throughout the day because you'll be saying, he's my strength. He's my rock. He's my fortress. He's my deliverer. He's my buckler. He's the horn of my salvation. He's my high tower. That's my God. And I love him.